You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. All right, Woody, let's get into this um, topic today. The Supreme Court of the United States has decided not to hear the case. Everybody knows this by now, I'm sure. Uh, but if you don't, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard, the Supreme Court has decided not to take up the Texas case, the Texas versus Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And the reason that they stated, and I'll make this real simple, is because there was no standing, meaning there's nobody at harm here. There's, Texas doesn't have a case to, to go against these four states who write their own election laws. Now, a lot of us disagreed with that. A lot of us agreed with what Texas was trying to do, basically saying that, look, even though if we're not from those four states, it affects us. It affects us in a, a several ways. One is that <laughs> if they're fraudulent elect elections, if those elections were uh, stolen, if you will, quote unquote, uh, then we all have standing in this because we're all impacted by who becomes president of the United States. And if those four states, the election was wrong, if there was fraud in those four states, not not widespread YouTube. And I'm speaking directly to you, too, because, you know, if you say anything about widespread election blankety blank, uh, they've decided that, you know, you can't say that because free speech on YouTube. And I think, hey, they're a private entity. They can do whatever they want, but they don't want you to dissent. So if those four states had fraud in their elections and the elections went to a candidate because it said fraud, everyone in the United States has standing. But the Supreme Court didn't agree with that. Um, also, the, in the um, case, it stated, and I'm going to just paraphrase it real quickly, that if the Senate goes one way, then because the Senate impacts all of the United States as well, too, and how they vote, therefore, everyone is impacted by who wins the Senate races as well. Because if Biden wins the presidency and the Democrats win the Senate in Georgia, it impacts the, the entirety of the United States of America, and it does. So, but, you know, the Supreme Court decided not to hear the case. The dissenters, if you can call them that, were Alito and Thomas, and basically all they said in their dissent was that they thought the case should be heard. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Not in... in in all of the cases that have been brought regarding the election irregularities, YouTube, uh, not one of them have been heard. Not one of them have gone to, gone to court. They've all been tossed, every single one of them. And, of course, the left is using this as a matter of, see, see, there's no merit to all this. Well, that's not the case. I'm sorry. It's just not the case um, because none of these have been heard. How do you know there's any merit to them? Because none of them have been heard. They've been tossed out for procedural rules for the most part. Like several, uh, like this one in Georgia was tossed out because things should have been done prior to the election. This fraud should have been sussed out prior to the election. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. How, how, how do you do that? How do you, you know, call out fraud before it actually happens? But I digress. Here's my, my bigger point on all of this is my... I look at the landscape of America right now, and I look at what's happened in this election, and I look at what's happened with all of these court cases, and what I see is I see a soft country. I see a country that doesn't have the will to fight, a country that has lost its resolve to suss out the truth, if you will. Um, and you know what? We've all, this has been a long 
slow burn. I mean, we've always had election fraud. I, I mean, it's just, it's part, I mean, election fraud is probably happened since the beginning of elections. The, whether it be like one ballot stuffed in the ballot box that should have been there, election fraud has always been a part of elections. It just has. And over time, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then people figure out different ways. Now, you know, what's going on with Dominion and those voting machines, there's so many things there that all of us should be quite, and the left too, you know, if, if this was reversed, by the way, the same thing should be happening. One is it's never reversed. That, that's the funny part, right? The funny part is it's never on the, the right side what is ha massive election fraud, if you will. You know, there have been election fraud from the right, there's no doubt, but it's never been huge like it is with the left. The left, you know, they want to bring in illegal aliens, let them vote. They want felons to vote. It's always on the left that does this. And we on the right have always said, you know, we'll resolve the issues through court. We don't burn down cities. We don't loot businesses. We, we go through the procedure, which is through the court. And now we don't have that. So what's left? What's next? I know what a lot of people are talking about. A lot of people are talking about succession. A lot of people are talking about going and getting to the streets. But what does it all mean? You know, in the history of the United States of America, it's very fascinating because we did have states succeed from the Union in the past. This is um, from the 1860 election. In 1861, we had seven states that actually seceded from the Union. Seven states. It happened. It wasn't uh, that they were going to. The war wasn't fought because they were going to. The Civil War in this country was fought because those seven states seceded from the Union. And then in Fort Sumter in South Carolina, there were some Union soldiers, and the uh, Confederate soldiers came in and said, hey, we want this. It's ours now. We seceded, and the Union soldiers said no, and shots were fired. This is in April of 1861. April 12th, I believe, is the actual date that it all started. And it all started because seven states seceded. Well, Lincoln didn't want those states, obviously, to secede. And I won't get into any more of the history lesson, if you will, on that. But it's happened before in our country. Could it happen again? No, I don't think so. You know why? I don't think we have the will. I don't think we have the resolve. I think we have become weak as a nation. And I think we have allowed all of this to happen because we don't want to deal and confront what is that uncomfortable. And this is uncomfortable. I mean, it's very uncomfortable. The Supreme Court punted. They didn't hear the case. They should have heard the case. And I'm not a legal scholar, but, you know, that's what the Supreme Court is there for. Obviously, that, I mean, they've heard other cases, of, in my opinion, less merit than this case. The, the, what, it's just, it's frustrating. And I know it's frustrating for a lot of people because so, the question is now what do we do? What can we do? We, we see what's going to happen with the Biden presidency, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. But what now? What, what's the what's going to happen? Well, let's talk about the Electoral College. So the Electoral College meets today, or they cast their vote today for the presidency of the United States. And what's going to happen is most likely Joe Biden is going to be president-elect by the end of the day today. Now, also, Joe Biden said he's going to speak today to the nation at 8 p.m. You know, of course, all the media will cover it. They, weren't co they don't cover Trump anymore because, you know, again, they just don't want to confront 
anything that's uncomfortable and they don't want to go they don't want to confront anything outside of their bubble anything outside of their own narrative so they're they'll cover biden and by the way i don't know if you've seen my youtube channel and on my rumble channel i've been doing some memes and uh i've been basically I did one at Eric Swalwell, Biden, and Cynthia Johnson, the rep out of Michigan. And basically, I'm calling it, they go to the movies. And uh, I'm, I'm mocking them. I'm having some fun with them. So if you haven't seen it, go to my ch channels, check them out. And, because YouTube is suppressing those. Rumble is new, so Rumble is growing. But uh, I think they're pretty funny. But Biden, when I heard that Biden's going to speak tonight, all I see is another opportunity for me to do another video and Biden going to the movies. So I'll put a link in my show notes of the YouTube, and actually I think it's there. But please do go to it and subscribe because that helps me out as well and helps out the channel. It's one way that you can help support the show. But I digress. That's not what I want to talk about today. So what's going to happen is the Electoral College meets. Now, the Electoral College will cast their votes and... You know, there could be electors that change their vote. So, again, I don't have to tell you guys this. You're a smart audience. You're listening to this. So, you know, you are one that seeks knowledge and seeks other um, avenues of coverage of all the nonsense that's going on in our world. So you guys are smart. Uh, you know that the Electoral College is going to meet, you know, the state holds their election, whichever candidate wins the popular vote in the election, the electorals, electors pledge their vote to that candidate. Those are the ones that get sent to the, to vote in the electoral college. So by all chance, you know, because of that, it's pretty, pretty, um, solidified that Biden's going to come out of today as a president elect, but they could change their votes. Not going to happen. You know, people can wishful think that all they want, but we know now we're a soft country. Nobody's going to, they're not going to go against the grain. Now they did in 2016, there was like two or three, but it, well, even if there's two or three, it's not going to be enough. So they're going to meet today. They're going to cast their votes. Then it goes to Congress and Congress will um, vote on those January 6th. So J Congress tallies the votes, the electoral college votes, January 6th. And then once that happens, then it's, then Biden is listed as president. He's inaugurated then on January 20th. So could something happen between now? In January 6th? Well, of course they're good. Will it? I don't have much faith that it will. I, am lo I have lost a lot of faith in our elected officials, and I've lost faith in our judicial because I don't think they want to go down uncomfortable paths. So today, the Electoral College will meet. They'll cast their votes. Biden will come out of that as the president-elect. He'll officially be the president-elect after the end of the day today. And of course, we'll get to see him in his gibberish this evening if you're so inclined to watch it. I won't watch it. I'll find some clips and then I'll make fun of him. I'll do uh, Biden Goes to the Movies again. And I'm sure I'm going to be doing a lot of those. I mean, with this, it's going to give me a lot of material. Let me tell you, that's, that's, there's, there's a positive here for me. But this whole thing has just been crazy. You know, um, some of the, what the pundits are saying, too, it's like just crazy. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dick Morris. He was um, in the Clinton administration. Strategically, the guy's brilliant. He's the one who uh, orchestrated Clinton's election in 1992. And, you know, he's a little bit of a sleazeball. He's caught with a hooker at one point in time. But strategically, the man is brilliant. But he made a comment that the reason that the Supreme Court didn't take the Texas case was because they didn't want 
to lose their status as Supreme Courts because the left is talking about stacking the courts. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm paraphrasing it very, very loosely. Because if they took the case and it overturned the election, he was basically saying they didn't want to overturn an election because it would threaten their status. Well, I, you know, if Biden wins the presidency and the, and the, the Democrats win the Senate, uh, they're going to stack the court. So what the Supreme, I think it's opposite what um, Dick Morris was trying to say. I think the Supreme Court just shot themselves in the foot because if the left win the Senate, they're going to stack the court. And the reason we know this is because they want absolute power. They wanted the Senate and they wanted the judicial. They want all branches of government. That's why they're not happy right now. They, they, they didn't get a clear path in the Senate. They got to fight some more for it. But they're, <laughs> they're, they're already going down the same path they went before. Um, and I'll share that in a minute, what I mean by that. Uh, they, you know, they, they, by all intents and purposes, they got the, the, the presidency. But how do they get, this, how do they get the judiciary? The three branches of government, right? Congress, presidency, judiciary. How do they get the judiciary? Well, the only way, the absolutely only way they can get it right now is by stacking the court. Because Trump just put three judges on the bench. And I know, I know a lot of people are upset with those three judges because they didn't vote to take the Texas case. Regardless, um, those three judges are our firewall to... Uh, the radical agenda that the left want to put forward. So the way that they get the judiciary is they stack the court. So absolutely, if Biden is placed, and it looks like he's going to be, and they win the Senate, and they're already doing the same shenanigans they did in this past election, November, for this upcoming runoff here in the state of Georgia, if they win the Senate, they're going to stack the court. They absolutely are going to stack the court. And don't think they won't. They, all they need right now is the Senate. And here is what's going on in the state of Georgia. This is, you're not going to believe this. You're just not going to believe this. Is that a Breitbart? Uh, the headline is Abrams, meaning Stacey Abrams. Den, Dems will win Georgia runoffs. 1.2 million absentee ballots requested. 85,000 of those are new voters. Think about that. We just had um, record turnout not just across the nation, but here in the state of Georgia. We just had record turnout for the presidential election. And you're going to tell me that there are 85,000 new voters for a runoff? Now, historically, runoff elections have a very low turnout, historically. Now, granted, this one is different because there's so much at stake. There's a lot of media play on this. You know, there's the Senate at stake. I, I get it, but still, you're going to try to convince me and a lot of other people, that 85,000 new voters? This is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing it right in front of our eyes. Why? Because we don't have the will to fight, and they know it. We have lost our resolve in this nation to fight. And when I say we, I mean our elected officials. I mean Governor Kemp of Georgia just gave this state to the Democrats in 2022. The right is going to be so disenfranchised, and this is what the left wants, by the way. They're going to be so disenfranchised that in 2022, when it comes up, people are not, not going to vote. Why? I mean, if they get the Senate, and based on what I just told you, 1.2 million absentee ballots uh, uh, are requested, and 
85,000 of those are new voters. They're going to use the Dominion machines, and we're right back to where we were. So if, if – now, here, here's my prediction in the Senate race. If all things were equal, meaning there was honesty in this, that we weren't having what's going on that we see right now, uh, 1.2 million absentee ballots, 85,000 new voters, um, Purdue probably may lose regardless because he's running, in my opinion, such a crappy campaign. I'm sorry if you're in the Purdue camp and you're listening to this. Uh, I'm telling you guys are running a crappy campaign. It was an absolute mistake, him not debating John Ossoff a couple of weeks ago. It was just a mistake. John Ossoff got to say whatever he wanted to say to an empty podium, and they actually showed the empty podium. Horrible, horrible decision. Catastrophic decision in your campaign. Luffler, I think, would win against uh, Warnock. Um, but in, given what we see now, with the election that we just went through, that they're going to use the same machines. They're still going to have all these vote drop boxes, all these absentee mail-in ballots uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, 85,000 new voters, you got to be kidding me. Uh, unpre it's just statistically um, an anomaly. It just doesn't happen because runoffs technically, ha uh, historically, statistically, have a lower turnout. So, But you're going to tell me that 85,000 new people all of a sudden are woke up. And so you know what? The Senate race is important to me. I, you know, the president's one, oh, you know, that was minor. But the Senate one, I'm thinking, um, maybe I want to get involved in that. What do you think, Bertha? Nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute nonsense. Stacey Abrams is under investigation for election irregularities, by the way, of bringing in votes from outside of the state. So they're doing it right in, from, right in front of our eyes. Right before our eyes, the Secretary of State, uh, Ratzenberger, here in the state of Georgia, refused to do a signature audit. And uh, if you don't do that, then you don't verify results. Happening again right before our eyes. And if both, if both Democrats win in this runoff race, people are going to be so disenfranchised. The voters of Georgia are going to be so disenfranchised. Why bother? Why bother? Why bother? If, if, if they're just going to steal elections, why bother voting? And then what does that do? That gives the left open paths for everything. You want to know what's going to happen if they win? There is a story um, out of um, Citizens Free Press. I use them quite a bit. They've uh, you know, been around for a number of years, uh, about three or four years. And the guy who puts together just is an aggregate site. And, you know, he finds the stories that uh, for you. So let him do the work for you. You can go to Citizen Free Press. Uh, here is a story. Uh, Sierra Athos took her senior picture with American flag drape over her shoulders, and the principal banned the photo. The principal of her school banned the photo. So you want to see what's going to happen in America? That's going to happen. This is Lewis and Clark High School in Spokane, Washington. Now, I get it. Washington State is a very liberal leftist state. But still, her, she took her high school photo draped in the American flag. And it was banned because of that. A statement from the school claims the decision was not made against what the flag represents, but out of respect 
We respect our flag as much as any school in the area and we're concerned that in the photo submitted, it was being used as a prop in the photo and was not being afforded appropriate regard. You believe that? You buy that? Now, there's a picture. You can go. I'll put the link in my show notes. She basically just has the flag over her and that somehow is not being used appropriately. It's BS. This is what you can expect when the Democrats win the Senate and the presidency. Now, what can you expect from Biden? Well, uh, here's what you can expect from a Biden. This is what will happen. And this is from um, CD Media. The headline is, this is what will happen if gr the greatest voter fraud operation ever, by the way, that's a quote from Joe Biden, YouTube. That's a quote from Joe Biden, becomes president of the United States. Now, tell me if you don't think this can happen. Um, number one. I'm going to read from the article. Uh, the U.S. will continue down the path of an oligarchy. The rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. The middle class will continue to disappear. The Biden crime family is a thing. They don't give a damn about you. They could care less. Kamala is worse. Now I'm reading from the article here. Uh, they feed off their stolen billions while your children die in the forever wars. So they can make even more money. They want control. And they want it now. So, yeah. So what will happen? They're absolutely right. The rich will get richer, as they had done during the pandemic. The wealthy have gotten wealthier. The top elites actually earn more money under the pandemic. And, again, I don't, I'm, I don't begrudge anybody making money. The wealthy get wealthier. That's fine. But the, the government doesn't care about you. They're, if Biden is elected the president of the United States and it looks like that's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it. It's, it's getting to the point where, holy crap, right? This is really happening. I mean, it's, it's surreal to me too. But this, as our, you know, we will, you know, become an oligarchy. This is down the path of an oligarchy. You see that in other countries. This will be the same thing. So we'll, have a, we'll be nothing more than a corrupt government-ran country. Banana Republic, right? Number two, uh, you will become a serf. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to Bannon. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a liberal. Da, 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 da. Here it is. It is no secret small business is being crushed by the lockdowns. Uh, there is a reason for that. Small businesses give people freedom from the oligarchy. Your business will not be allowed to survive. We see that time and time again right now. Uh, number three, America will become a, va uh, a vassal state to the Chinese Communist Party. The Chai Coms are angry. How dare Donald Trump interfere with their agenda of world domination? Uh, give 10% to the big guy Joe will continue to sell out America. They're probably right. In fact, I hate to say it, I believe they are right. Uh, number four, you will simply be a buyer of Chinese garbage at big box retailers. Yeah, we already are. It's just going to get worse. Uh, number five, you will be surveilled the rest of your life. Big tech already is watching every step you make. You're part of the algorithm. You're, again, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm, and you're part of it. And big tech has got you down to a fine-tuned algorithm. That's all we are now is an algorithm. So all we'll see is what we're allowed to see. And big tech is right lockstep with the Chinese, the communist Chinese. Uh, number six, if you resist, you will be disappeared. Can you believe that we're actually having this conversation in America? This is what happens 
in third world countries. This is what happens in communist-controlled totalitarian companies. You'll be dismissed. You'll be disappeared if you go against the grain. And I, you know that's pretty extreme. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But if you don't think it can happen, you're not paying attention. Absolutely, it can happen. Chinese, the China, the country of China has 1.5 billion people. During the pandemic, at the start of it, people were disappearing. They had like 21 million phones deactivated, like almost overnight. If you don't think it ha it can't happen, then I hate to say it, you're a bit naive because it has happened. It's happened through the history of time. If you don't think man, and I guess you could say women, humans, aren't capable of such atrocities, then you're not paying attention to your history. Number seven, your children will be sent to die in overseas wars. Uh, we have not had a war under this president, President Donald J. Trump. You think that's going to continue under Biden? We had a lot of wars under the previous administration. We have, we've had wars under all previous administrations, with the exception of Donald Trump's. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, your nice suburbs will be filled with homeless people as the remake of America continues via the original Obama plan. Just ask people in Upper West Side of New York City. Uh, ask people in San Francisco. Ask people in a lot of these liberal enclaves that <clears throat> their worlds have changed because the left allows lawlessness. You look at San Francisco. San Francisco has devolved so much so that they have an app that tells you where all the human poop is so you can avoid it. Yeah, that's a major American city, right? Uh, number 10, immediately uh, they will take your guns. If you don't think they don't want to do this, again, you're not paying attention. Once they stack the courts. Now, here's, here's a, there is a firewall to this, and I've mentioned this firewall before. And that firewall is the state legislatures. In order for the Constitution to be amended, you need um, two-thirds. And you need two-thirds of the Congress or two-thirds of the state legislatures. Now, the country is dominated by Republicans in the state legislatures. However, as I've been mentioning, I don't believe there's a will or resolved fight. So we can't take that for granted. You can't, I, you know, I've been saying this before, our one firewall is the Senate, the other firewall are the state legislatures. But at this case in point, at this point in time, I should say, that's not as reassuring as it should be. Uh, number 11, your children will be turned into genderless freaks so as to pacify the population, destroy masculinity. We've seen, we're seeing that happen now. Uh, American history will be erased. We're seeing that happen now. America will become insolvent. The dollar will lose all value over a short period of time. Make no mistake, the Chinese want that to happen. Uh, number 14, American economy, economy will collapse as progressive policies are re-implemented. Uh, Overregulation will reappear. You will have no control over private property. Again, this is what this article is saying could happen under a Biden presidency, and it's not so far-fetched if you think about it. Um, it. The pandemic is destroying lives. It, it is destroying businesses, and the government doesn't really care. You've seen that in governors like Cuomo, Newsom. They don't really care of what's happening to their people. I mean, New York 
some of the best restaurants uh, in the United States or New York. They have so, so many great restaurants. And the rate that restaurants are closing up because of this is uh, alarming, and it should be, but they don't care. They just simply don't care. As long as their fancy restaurant is still open and they can go to it without a mask, they don't care. Uh, and number 15, the conservative party will never win another election. Now, these things, there's, there's more. They got four more. Let's see. The Supreme Court will be packed uh, so the left's agenda can be rammed through. Yep. Uh, D.C. will become a state. Yep. Uh, also, Puerto Rico will become a state. Uh, you will be targeted for retribution. We're already seeing the big tech already suppressing voices and shutting people down. Uh, listen to AOC, how she talks, and you'll see they want to hurt you. Uh, you'll be targeted by the federal government if you resist. And the last one is you will only be able to travel if you are in the elite, or you'll only be able to travel if you have the vaccine, right? Now, all of this, I know, it's hyperbole, it's out there, but, you know, it scares me. I, I mean, the, we, we're, the left wants absolute control, and they don't care about you if you're on the right. We've already seen how they want you locked up. There's no unity here. I mean, they want to hurt you because you are a supporter of Donald Trump. There is an article that I read this morning from Paul, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, and the headline is, In America, Democracy Destroyed Democracy. And it's a pretty interesting read. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it basically said, or he, his thesis is, our democracy started to demise or our republic started to turn into a democracy actually during President Lincoln's time, the from the election of 1860, when those seven states seceded from the Union and we fought to get them back into the Union, they seceded from the Union using proper procedure. So uh, his, his thought in this is that we are destroying ourselves, and we are destroying ourselves, or his thesis, I should say. Um, in America, democracy destroyed democracy. Again, we were once a republic. It's hard to say we're a republic now. If we lose the vote, the legitimate vote, I'd say that our republic is dead. Man, this is, this is just some sober stuff, right? I mean, where do we do? Where do we go? Well, paths that Donald Trump has is he did sign an executive order. I know a lot of people brought this up back in 2018. And the executive order did state that after day 45 of the election, if there was foreign interference, then the director of national um, uh, intelligence, if they have reasons that there were issues that um, the government can act on this, you know, the administration can act on this. Now, where it goes, I don't know. I mean, it's so far out there to think about it. And again, to think about that, we don't have a political will. But if now day 45 is fast approaching and it'll approach before December, uh, January 6th. So this is where you see a path of maybe, just maybe, something being done about all these shenanigans that have gone on based on that executive order that President Trump wrote in 2018. Now, the executive order, uh, I'm, I'm not really sure whether it's clear on what can happen. It does state that if we find foreign interference in our election, that the president can declare a national emergency. But here's what's going to have to happen for that to, 
to come to fruition is the the director of national intelligence needs to confer with other department heads and they all have to agree. And I get that a lot of people are hanging their hat on this executive order. However, the problem is, again, it goes back to what I was talking about, the will to fight. If we don't have the will to fight, how do we have the will to do something like this, this radical? And it is radical, or it's unprecedented, I guess would be a better word to use or a better phrase to use. It's unprecedented that we would use this executive order to reverse what's happening in our nation. And I guess we can declare a national emergency and then that we do another election. I'm not really sure. It's not really clear. At least I'm found the, I haven't found the relevant part yet. What happens if we do find foreign interference? Now, some are asking, what do you mean by foreign interference? Well, this company, Dominion, by the way, um, is a Canadian company. I know people are trying to say, no, 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 no. They're an American company based out of Denver. No, they're, they're, they're based out of... They started out of Canada. They're, they're still a Canadian company at their core. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. This is a uncharted territory that we've not been in. And here's why it's uncharted is because Trump's fighting back. See, if Trump didn't fight back like all the other presidents, such as, you know, um, you know Bush too, I mean, didn't really fight now, what's unprecedented about this is we have Trump who fights back. Uh, even Hillary Clinton didn't fight back. You know, people are saying, oh, she she's conceded the election gracefully. No, no, she didn't. She she didn't come out until the following day. She sent somebody else out. So, no, 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 she actually didn't concede gracefully. And um this president fights back. That's what's unprecedented about what's going on. So we don't, it's, it's so hard to figure out where Trump's going to go with this. Is, is he going to pull this executive order out and use this to declare a national emergency? And if he does that, then do we declare another election? I don't know. Uh, what's unprecedented is who we have as a president of the United States. You just, with Donald Trump, he's usually five steps ahead and is he waiting this out based on this executive order that he wrote in 2018? We'll see. We'll see real, real quick here. We're going to see very shortly. One last thing, and I'll wrap up this uh, very somber podcast or show. Uh, one last note here, and I'll wrap up the show today, is this also out of Breitbart, is uh, the headline is five things Trump did for the left that they refused to thank him for. Now, this is the thing about what Trump has done is he has been an unprecedented. They don't care, by the way, if he's accomplished any of their goals, them being the left. All they, they just care is orange man bad. And they, they don't like Trump because Trump doesn't follow the grain. He doesn't go along with uh, everybody else. And he doesn't allow the left to openly, you know, do their shenanigans without calling them out, you know. One great example would be the fake news. He constantly calls out the media for fake news. Well, here are five things that Trump did that the left loved and called for, but but give him no credit for. Wanted to get him out of office more than anything else. Uh, number one, ending the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, and replacing NAFTA. Uh, Biden actually admitted that uh, Trump replacing NAFTA was a good thing, but couldn't give him full credit on it. He said that he wanted to do it, but uh, you know he was called out for Jake Tapper a long time ago in an interview. Uh, said they, they wanted to do it, but they just you know 
didn't or couldn't, but Trump got it done. So he says, yeah, it's a great thing, but still. So they couldn't even give him credit for that. Uh, number two, criminal justice reform. So you can't even get credit for that. This is why he got a larger percentage of the black vote because blacks in this country have felt uh, um, that disproportionate when it comes to judicials, judicial, the, our judicial system. So Trump addressed it and got reform done, got it through. But the left don't care. They don't care. Uh, ending wars in the Middle East. The left constantly railed on about Bush being a warmonger, Reagan a warmonger, Bush one and two, by the way, haven't had a war uh, under this presidency, and we've had four peace agreements. All of that will end once Trump's out of office, by the way. Uh, we'll, I guarantee you there will be some wars under Biden. And, I mean, all of that will have ended. Lowest black poverty and unemployment rates ever. All of that will end, too, under Biden. And elevating women and minorities. Of course, they don't want to say that. In fact, there's a story that I saw last week that Biden's incoming communications department is all women. Yay! Well, so is Trump's. But you don't see the media ever, ever give him any credit for anything because the media are cowards. And I don't know. Um, we are at a very pivotal moment, and I think, in our nation's history. And Now, my one last thought about all of this happening is we have to have faith. There are reasons for everything. I'm, I, don't, I don't talk about faith often on the show, but I can't help but thinking, as I was pondering all of this over the weekend, I can't help but thinking there's a greater um, happening here. There's a greater plan happening here that we just don't see yet. Some people do, uh, but is, what, is this what's needed to spark us, uh, spark America? Is this what's needed to get people to finally get off their ass and uh, really affect change? Trump has been a one-man show in our government, and what I mean by that is he has gone against the grain so much, and if you've noticed, a lot of people over time signed on with Trump, one being Ted Cruz, uh, you know, another one being Rand Paul. If you look at it, is, this, is there a greater plan that's being played out here that's beyond all of us? Is there a plan here that we got to go through this kind of shit to get to a better place? I don't know, but when I see what is potentially could happen to our country, I see so much bad but is there a bigger plan here to get us to a better place? I know, I know it's not a, um, a comforting thought. And like, why do we have to go through that to get there? But if it's a greater plan that we're all not privy to, that has to play out for us to all come to a better place and a better peace of mind and a, a point to where we all finally wake up, do we have to go through this pain to get there? Some of us already see it. Some of us are already there. But there are, as you can see, look at all the people that say, he won. Just let it go. There's no voter fraud. There's no voter irregularities. He won fair and square. Let it go. Stop this charade. How many people are saying that when you and I can see it clear as day? I mean, it's just clear as day. You can see that something ain't right. 
something ain't right. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. A somber day indeed, but we're going to have some fun with this. Like I said, Biden, I'm going to put some videos out and uh, I'm going to continue to create those videos, those memes. Hopefully, it'll put a smile on people's face, but please do check it out at uh, my on YouTube at Politics and Brown Liquor is the channel. It'll have that in the show notes, as well as Rumble. You'll see these videos. Uh, I have a lot of fun making them, and I'm going to continue to make them. And uh, this, you know, I guess a positive side to all this, a Biden presidency, man, it just gives me a lot of material to work with, doesn't it? Again, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. <laughs>